A couple hundred years ago, the only thing you had to worry about was a hangover. Time you're an investigator? More or less. Today, because of your curse thingy, you can't sleep with anyone. I'm not a teen. I'm your boss. Or else you might feel a moment of true happiness. You got already an addiction to the brooding part of life. Lose your soul. Except for the bulk of it, where I was nearly tortured to death. Become evil again. You're a demon hunter. Rogue demon hunter. And kill everyone. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Thanks, Cornelia. Hello. Good morning. 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 Is that like Thor? Oh, never mind. It's not like anything, Rex. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Ale with Angel. Hi. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Today on Ale with Angel, we are reviewing season two, episode six. Guys will be guys. Did you see what they did there, Josh? You know, let me let me flip through this giant book. Oh, there it is. Pun. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They spelled it like disguise. Yes. In both cases of guys. And also, if you were to say guys will be guys. Yes. It's like boys will be boys. And it's a There's good... a bit of both of that in this episode, too. Yeah. Good. It's a way to excuse toxic masculinity. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of that. Yeah. Accurate title, I think. Very yeah, probably. Accurate. Yeah, no, definitely no new reviews. And uh, guess what, guys? You can help us with that. Don't forget, we give out free fucking stickers for iTunes reviews. Yes. We'll probably, if we're feeling uh, generous and nice, and we usually are, we will extend that same offer to non-iTunes reviews. Yes. For instance, Podcast Republic. Podbean, Stitcher, uh, there's another one out there. Uh, Spotify. Spotify. I don't, I don't know if you can do reviews on Spotify. Yeah, I have no idea. Google Podcasts, but I also don't know if you can... I don't, I don't even know. know if that exists it, anymore. It does. I had to re-up the feed. We've had feed issues I lately. see. Well, anyway, the point is, that is the best way you can support us for free, and we are not above bribing you for your love. Yes. So shut up and do it. <laughs> I I mean bribe you with stickers. We love you. you. Bribe you it, with stickers. With stickers. Yes. <laughs> Not As, like money. Uh, yeah, right. We will give you stickers. Yeah. Granted the stickers cost us money, but it's a finite amount. Also, indentured servitude is generally off the table. Yes. Generally. Very it, off the table it, if you ask me. It'd like, have to be a pretty specific circumstance. That I am not willing to divulge the specifics of. I mean, as it is, we already are wage slaves, so, you know. Yeah. Is that really a step in a different direction? No. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> that is an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked me that. And the answer is... No. No? Not at all? <laughs> well, it's that time again, Rex. What time is that, Josh? It's the time where I'm going to read you a gigantic list of all of our executive doodle Oh, the people that we're wage, we're wage slaves for. That is correct. And who are wage slaves for us? We're all in wage slave servitude together. <laughs> Let's all just pass it around. Yeah. <laughs> First on the list is Jay Sommer. Also Paul Dahlheimer. 
Christina, Lauren Jewell, Catherine Parkinson, Karen Moon, Chris V-Man, Patrick J. Furr, Hilly Hilfman, Scarlett Choi, Janella Lindauer, Simo Pinty, Meredith McCaslin, Rose Clark, C in quotes, Heaps, Andy Burgess, K. Fro, Gnome, Father DeFinistrato, Mathewin DeBurr, Kelly McAdams, Shuby Pathic, Jesse Rain, and Carrie Phillips. <sighs> this house <laughs> is clear. <laughs> I knew you were going that direction. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that list is getting long. Yeah. What are we up to now? I didn't count. <laughs> I do not look at these things. This is not a thing that I do. <laughs> I do not keep track. Thank you, everybody. Yes, without you, this show literally is not possible. That is correct. Oh, I guess all we got left on the docket is a parental synopsis. Joshua, what are you doing, Joshua? Trying to have a life that whoa, whoa, whoa. But all I said was, whoa, whoa, shh, shh, shh. But I, shh, you selfish little bastard. <laughs> have you even thought about how this is going to affect me? Well, I mean, I, I was thinking about buying you a 50th birthday present. Oh, like, you know what I want, you fucking child. So childish. And I suppose you'll be using my money to buy it. <laughs> it's not like you'll let me go make my own fucking money, you psycho. And with that attitude, I never will. In fact, you just earned yourself a ritual sacrifice. Wait, what? <laughs> you heard me. Just now, in this moment, you have convinced me to go through with 36 years of planning to sacrifice you to the gods in exchange for great personal gain. This is all on you, Joshua. I hope you're satisfied with the choices you've made for yourself. What choices? Like talking back to me just now. Don't you dare make me angry. Or what? You'll lock me in my room my whole life and murder me? Oh, wait. That's what you're already doing, isn't it, Dad? That's it. Now you're going to get sacrificed and you're grounded. Grounded? What? With that sexy vampire you hired to protect me? Uh, I think you mean that sexy eunuch vampire? Well, uh, let's just say, for a eunuch, he sure can deliver a pounding to be reckoned with. <laughs> right, he's he's a good fighter, that's why I hired him. Yeah, <laughs> a good sword fighter. He sure taught me a lesson. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that sure sounds like some homoerotic fan fiction to me, Joshua. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the perfect thing to make you uncomfortable and foil your murder plans. Curses! Foiled again by my own insecurities and outdated sensibilities! Ah. <laughs> That's right, Daddy. Because today on Angel, <laughs> Wesley pretends to be Angel in order to save Cordelia, who's being held at gunpoint until she can find Angel, who happens to be out of the office on a spiritual journey to help him get over Darla and find himself or something. They kidnap Wesley and forcibly hire him into servitude to protect Virginia, the daughter of Magnus Bryce, a rich, influential businessman who runs a wizardry service under the guise of an electronics company. She is in danger from rival magically-oriented businesses, and meanwhile, Angel is having a fun time at Yoda Camp. <laughs> but it turns out the dude running it is an imposter working for the same people trying to kidnap Virginia, who tips off Bryce somehow. So now they know that Wesley is not Angel, 
Wesley gets booted out of servitude. Gunn goes to fetch Angel, but is knocked out by the imposter, tipping off Angel that he is an imposter. Angel and Gunn return home and exchange stories with Wesley, putting together that Bryce is planning on sacrificing Virginia, his own daughter, to the goddess Yeska in exchange for lots of power. They go to rescue her, but she is just fine by her own virtue of not being a virgin. She liberates herself from her father's tyranny. Wesley gets a spot in the newspaper for being Virginia's bodyguard. I guess she's famous for some reason. And they all fuck off happily ever after the end. Well, she's rich. Oh, yeah. Well, rich the... equals famous a lot. Apparently. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed little creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, down, down. Cold open. So we open on Angel Investigations, where uh, Wesley's going about his day and, you know, being Wesley. Doing Wesley things. Yeah, like fiddle-fucking with some files. You know, I do want to say that uh, him pulling the entire file drawer like that out is kind of impressive. Ooh, this filing drawer looks quite sexy. I think I shall fiddle-fuck that. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Accurate. That's how you fiddle fuck files. <laughs> oh, I'm a file. Fuck me with that fiddle. <laughs> you fiddle fucking bastard. Sometimes I worry about you. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if you take drugs before we start recording. <laughs> But then I realized, no, you're just that fucking weird. <sighs> Is that ballpoint? <laughs> Felt tip, you dirty little files. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> as I was going to say, it's kind of impressive that Wesley can just yank the whole fucking file drawer out of the cabinet like that, though, because th those things are not light. And it's filled with papers and shit. Yeah. And like, Man doesn't know his own strength. Yeah. Maybe being around Angel is, you know, somehow giving him more strength. Reconciling. Yeah. Also, I think he's just having trouble reconciling uh, his own incompetence with his level of strength. They're working against each other and together all at the same time. I mean, yeah, that actually kind of like the entire point of the episode almost. <laughs> it's almost like they wrote it that way. Right. <laughs> oh, so uh, some random dude who I was greatly disappointed immediately exits the episode after this scene i don't know who the fuck this actor was but like i wanted to see this dude more the voice and everything that he had going on he could have been a good character he was all right no is i mean isn't he one of the other goons we see later no you sure i'm pretty sure pretty sure he was the one that looks like a buff jerry seinfeld no no no. it's different goon huh they're two different goons. I like that you know that the one I'm talking about. Yes. Because <laughs> he does look like a buff Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> He's about as funny, too. <laughs> yeah, fuck Jerry Seinfeld. And anyway, not with a fiddle. That's too much fun. <laughs> that's too much fun. More fun than Jerry Seinfeld deserves. Anyway, he comes in. He's looking for Angel. Wonders if Wesley is a creature of the night. Wesley is, in fact, not a creature of the night. A creature of the night, I think, would have a little bit more grace. <laughs> I may not be a creature of the night, but I do have some special abilities, I dare say. Like, 
playing the slide whistle as I fall on the floor. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, he mentions he was a rogue demon hunter and falls on his ass. Uh, the dude's like, yeah, uh, yeah you're scary. <laughs> He's like, well, Angel will be back soon. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck this place. I'm out. And he's out. <laughs> Which, you know, depending on what the dude was there for, I could kind of understand his hesitance to be like hiring Angel if Wesley is your introduction to their business. Why, why, where's Cordelia? Cordelia should be doing this part. What the fuck are you doing, Wesley? He's not scaring off business. This guy's just an asshole. I mean, he's a yeah. wannabe supervillain with a rod up his ass the size of the entire boomer generation. <laughs> I mean, his actual line is, you might want to tell the boss, if he wants to run a business, he shouldn't be foisting clients off on his secretary. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't expect the owner of the business, who personally goes out and handles every fucking case, to be there the second that you walk in without a right. fucking appointment. Right. Do you know yeah. how business works? You clearly don't. Like, obviously, uh, if you're going there because Angel has a reputation for doing good work and that's what you want, you should not be surprised that he's out on a fucking job. Doing his job, yeah. Yeah. Well, why isn't, why isn't he here not doing his job? Because I need him. He's fucking like a no. fucking five-year-old. Valid point. Definitely the sort of circumstance where you're like, you know what? We don't actually want you as a customer. Bye-bye. Exactly. And then Cordy comes in and kicks Wes in the balls while he's down by shaming his manhood. Yes. As if he wasn't already feeling bad enough. I was a little confused at this point because Cordy comes in and she's like, we found him. And I'm like, who the fuck are you looking for? Mm -hmm. And she explains <laughs> nothing. Right. Well, and it, <laughs> she's like, do you have any clothes a man would wear? He's like, oh, excellent. Just what I needed. It's more yeah. shamed by the customers and by my co co-workers. Yeah, Excellent. That, that, I mean, is this retail? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> is he driving a bus? What's going on here? <laughs> anyway, so far, right on formula for this episode. Yes. Cut to event in the doggy sheep snort snort. <laughs> doggy sheep snort snort. You know, yeah, you know, I've been calling it wolfy sheep snort snort. That's way too... Wolfy is just wolf with an E. Yeah. Why haven't I been saying doggy sheep snort snort? Huh? Dog and sheep snort snort. <laughs> yeah, so Angel and Gun are sneaking in to Wolfram and Hart. They're sneaking, you say? Yes. What pray tell might they be sneaking as such? They're huh? Are they similar to anything that you can think of? Such as No. Some sort of they're, they're not even a little bit. Reptile? No. Like they're, uh, they're not re reptilian at all. I don't know. Uh, they're more like mice. A gecko, maybe? No, 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 Josh. Maybe a turtle. No. Something that... Uh, they did come out of the sewers, so maybe they are a little bit like a turtle. A little bit. Rats, but they're not reptiles. The word I'm looking for is snake! I fucking know what you're they're looking for. They're sneaking like <laughs> snakes, Rex. They're such little snakes. <sighs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't know that because uh, there were definitely no cameras in there whatsoever. Yeah, no cameras in the basement. No cameras in the one sewer entrance in Wolfram and Hart where there's fucking 
access for the one vampire that you hate. Yeah, or definitely not the elevator that they run directly to, yeah. or the hallways through which they had to run to get to said elevators. So, yeah, they see a couple of people down the, the hall, and they sneak by them, get to the elevator. Like snakes? Uh, no, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and turns out that it wasn't any lawyers or anything. It was... Wesley and Cordy, and Cordy is super fucking pissy at Angel for going in all half-cocked and angry. And, you know, she's got a valid point. Not wrong. And she's like, well, what are you going to fucking do about all the vampire detectors? Like, hello? Yeah, Wolfram and Hart doesn't have paranormal security or anything. Oh, wait, they do. <laughs> and Angel's like, well, I got a plan. Just, well, yeah, what's your plan? Well, I'm going to go very fast before they catch me. <laughs> and Gunn's like, wait, that was your plan? Yeah, one of my quotes of the day is, what, that's the plan? Walking real quick is the plan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but Angel is hell-bent on finding Darla. Cordy thinks he's just angry and insane. Cordy and Angel fight over the elevator buttons as they argue. Yep. Enter unfortunate security guard B. I don't know where A is, but this one's B. You sure he wasn't C or D? I don't know. He was pretty bad. But yeah, he's got a retractable wooden stake. The angel immediately sticks directly in this guard's foot as they saunter away actually, casually. Actually, yeah, I think I am going to allow... I'm going to... Down, downgrade? I'm going to downgrade my, my grade to him because... Addendimate? Yes. Not an actual word, but close enough. Mm-hmm. As a security guard, you should be wearing boots mm -hmm. that would protect you from having things stabbed through them. Meh. Like, maybe protection from the stake weapons that you have. Boot condoms. Hello? Boot condoms. McFly! I've actually had to wear boot condoms at a security job when I worked uh, in a drug production facility that I'm not going to actually name. I had to do specialized security in their clean room areas specialized that's right when you're in a clean room you have to wear boot condoms or otherwise known as booties uh-huh little slipper things you slip over your shoes and how many wooden stakes did you get through your boots while you were wearing those none which is why they work <laughs> definitive proof i rest my case wear your boot condoms folks <laughs> otherwise you'll get stabbed with wood also protects you from boot babies yes Nobody wants very, boot. very important. Nobody wants boot babies. <laughs> All those boots and legs just fucking. We don't need bootleg babies, everybody. Well, walking transmitted disease or walking transmitted infections. Where do where do you think wooden legs come from? WTIs <laughs> rather than STIs because you're walking. You think they just <laughs> magically carve wooden legs? <laughs> In hospitals for people without legs. You think we can synthesize those? No. You think we have the science for that? No one wears wooden legs anymore, Josh. That's because they found out how fucking inhumane they are. They're usually aluminum, plastic, and fiberglass. They're like, wait, did you have to fiddle fuck somebody's leg with a wooden stake for this? <laughs> you disgust me. I've been wearing this. <laughs> this is your, your this is your PSA, folks. Quick, somebody splash me with <laughs> red paint because I am disgusted with myself. Red paint, red paint. Yeah, like they do with people wearing fur. Thro oh. They throw cans of paint on people wearing fur. Oh yeah, that like, was a thing. Uh huh. 
Yeah. Anyway, wow, that was a whole thing. <laughs> Opening credits. <laughs> God damn. Angel walks away saying, maybe I'm a little angry. Yeah. Who wouldn't be after that? You know, he's caused another wooden leg baby that shouldn't be in this world. I love that they casually walk away and the guards just like tugging at his, <laughs> the, the stage. I can't get it out. <laughs> it's because they have barbed penises and that's how they inseminate. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, moving on. God damn it. Opening credits. I don't want to share my feelings. I don't want to open up. I want to find the guy that killed Tina. And I want to look him in the eye. Then what? Then I'm going to share my feelings. Cut Opening to, credits. Cut to... Caritas! Yeah, where Gunn wonders how he never knew that this place existed. Yep. Well, Gun, it's probably because it's more expensive than you can afford. Uh, it's a fancy, fancy place. Are you calling Gun classless? No, I'm calling him unfortunately poor. You know, he like lives in a fucking warehouse uh, and doesn't have a job. Hunts vampires that that doesn't pay bills. I suppose. I don't know. He might be a man of means in other ways. They get like food donations I mean, and shit. That's definitely why he's like working with angel so much now is because angel's now paying him well he's also fighting the good fight well, anyway yeah he's broke so lauren's telling angel that he can't give him what he needs anymore he needs too much yep angel's like yeah i guess i'm a little rocky in the quote of the day here oh lauren, yeah I love lauren lauren responds you're rocky and rocky too and half of the one with mr t tell me about it <laughs> I fucking this love fucking that guy he's he's the quippiest son of a bitch to hit the Whedon verse yet. Yes. And I fucking oh, love yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Gunn realizes that this means Angel is going to sing and appears horrified. <laughs> and then Lauren's like, you know what? You need so much help. I don't want to have to hear you sing. And Cordelia's <laughs> over there like, you don't know the half of it, Gunn. You don't even know. We've had to sit through this so many times. <laughs> and even Lauren is like, you know what? No one wants to hear you sing, Angel. Yeah. I don't want to hear you sing. You don't want to hear you sing. Your friends don't want to hear you sing. Nobody wants to hear you fucking sing. Here, go to this guy in the middle of fucking nowhere and don't sing. Yeah. Just just stop. Just don't. Just stop. He doesn't want to hear you sing either. <laughs> and uh, he, he can help you, probably. Yes. I don't know. He's an asshole. But he's a good guy. But he's an asshole. He'll help you. Yeah. Um, uh, sends him to a swami named Tish... Magev. That is correct. Another pseudo quote of the day here. Angel goes back to Cordelia and Gunn and he says, we're going. I don't have to sing. Cordelia, oh, thank God. I mean, for your sake, because I know you don't like to do that. <laughs> the look on his face down, yeah. is, is the real quote of the day here, but, you yeah. know, it's audio format, so. And you know, you know Angel knows. Like, he knows no one wants to hear him sing, but he's still a little bit hurt. And yet, nobody wants to hear just how awful they are, even yeah. probably especially when they already know. Like, it's like, hey, I hate myself enough. I don't need your help. Angel was definitely relieved that he didn't have to sing. But he's also, now that other people are happy that he doesn't have to sing, a little bit sad that he doesn't have to sing. <laughs> and it all plays. It all plays right there on, on, on his face. Yeah. He's very a good, good actor. Yeah, very good. 
He acted the shit out of that. <laughs> Cut to uh, a streetcar named Battengel. 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 No, 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 Battengel. It sounded like you're saying bat and gel. Battengel. I did. That is what I'm saying. It's like steak and shake. <laughs> it's bat and hair gel. Yes. If it were a restaurant, <laughs> you would get fried bats. That, so- that sounds like a bad restaurant. With a side of hair gel. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. And all I don't of- think that would be very successful. <laughs> and all of the plates and cups are made out of guano. <laughs> <laughs> Collect the whole set. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's just a short scene of him driving off to the Swami. Go back to Angel Investigations. Where Wesley and Cordy are kind of happy that Angel is fucking off. They're like, man, he's just been such a fucking downer lately that he needs to fuck right off. Right. And he is. And so we're happy. (laughs) I wrote down quote of the day here, though. Cordy mocking Angel, sitting at his desk, feet up on the desk, pulls up a book. She's like, oh, I can't do anything fun tonight. I have to count my past sins. Then alphabetize them. Oh, by the way, I'm thinking of snapping on Friday. (laughs) Yes, I do believe that Wesley is slightly taken aback by her accuracy. Yes, he he finds it somewhat amusing. And also, going along with the theme of the episode, I'm glad that she got her little impression of Angeline before, you know, the rest of the episode. That's all Wesley. Yep. So, Wesley postulates that... uh, Magical psychology could, in fact, be a wonderful instant cure for things such as compulsions, phobias, and identity crises. <laughs> and damn, I kind of love that idea, too. Right? That'd be fantastic. Oh, I don't have to talk about my problems? You just zap it and it's cured? So, slight aside here. My girlfriend is a psychology student. Mm. She's in a master's program, and she's also... Pagan. It's very fascinating. I found a post on Facebook or Twitter or something that was basically equating um, magic rituals through Wiccan and paganism and such, which how a lot of like psychology practices work. And her and I were discussing this and she was basically going through some psychology exercises that she is been studying and like real world definite things that psychologists have their patients do and showing how they distinctly relate to actual magic rituals within paganism and Wiccan. Fascinating. So like psychology is in fact magic rituals. At the very least it's paganism. Yes. Splendid. And I, as a heathen, that just makes me like it more. Yeah. Cheers to that. I can't wait to have that conversation with my grandma. gonna get that early inheritance (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) like (laughs) that's a dark joke so what's the most shocking thing you've heard today grandma (laughs) that's a dark joke oh speaking of dark jokes did you get a chance to say anything about people murdering your dad on father's day Oh, 
<laughs> no, I didn't get any chances to accuse people of murdering Damn. my father on Father's Day. Damn. I nobody said a thing to me about Father's Day on Father's Day. Maybe uh, just just to bring people up to speed, somebody put out a video saying that Father's Day is their favorite is their favorite holiday because their father's dead, but they never knew him. And when people say Hey, what are you doing for Father's Day? They say, my father's dead. And they say, oh, I'm sorry. And she says, did you kill him? <laughs> so that's just fun. And she's like, best thing, accusing strangers of murder. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I sent, I, I had seen it and I sent it to Josh because if that's not Josh humor, I don't know what the fuck is. <laughs> hey, maybe next year. Yeah. Or, you know, that, that can definitely be... Easily adapted to other holidays, probably. Yes. Like Christmas. <laughs> what, what are you doing for Christmas? My dad's dead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did you kill him? <laughs> no, I think you need to aim for the inflection of like, Did you kill him? <laughs> like, really questioning, like, Are you the one? <laughs> <laughs> it was you. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of dark jokes... I can hold a note for a long time. Actually, I can hold a note forever. But eventually, that's just noise. It's the change we're listening for. The note coming after and the one after that. That's what makes it music. Cut to a cabin in the middle of nowhere. And Art fucking LaFleur. What? The fucking actor. Art Lef- I can never fucking pronounce his last name properly. It was a name. Okay. LaFleur. That, that fucking Art LaFleur. guy. Okay, I didn't recognize him at all. That's fun. What? You didn't fucking recognize him? Mm, no. He was in fucking everything through the goddamn 90s, dude. Huh. Like, everything. I knew he looked kind of familiar, but I didn't know from what. He played Babe Ruth in the, in the Sandlot. That's oh, I what I definitely remember him can from. See that, yeah. But he was in a fuck ton of... Made for TV shit all through the goddamn 80s and 90s. Like, I fucking love this guy. He He's one of those actors that everyone has seen but nobody knows. Hmm. And he's great. He's fucking great. He was great in this role. I definitely liked him. Because he's a really good fucking actor who gets no fucking credit for being such. Yeah, because uh, he's apparently not what Angel was expecting. He looks, no. uh, he looks fairly normal for being a guy that lives in the middle of a... Of nowhere in a cabin by himself. Also, quite white for being a swami. Yeah, you know, I I didn't bother looking up this word swami because I'm not familiar with it. It is an honorific term within Hinduism. My quick research, I did not dig far into this, but it, it's kind of like medicine man-esque. Okay. Or, you know, it's about being a spiritualistic leader of men sort of thing. Okay. That, that kind of thing. Good enough. That makes sense. So we cut back to Angel Investigations, where yep. another goon is looking for Angel. Yeah. And this time, he gets Cordelia in a fucking headlock, then puts a gun to her face. Wesley overhears the commotion. He thinks for a moment, and, you know, I expect him to run up and, like, cold cock the guy in the back of the head or something, because he can be a pretty sneaky snake when he wants to be. Uh, but instead... <laughs> he goes full sitcom. <laughs> you never—that's exactly what he does. You Holy never, shit. you never go full sitcom, but no. he does. He comes back wearing one of Angel's long coats. 
He walks in saying, I'm Angel, just as he trips on the coat. Yeah. And it's it's hilarious. But so, and this only works because it's a different guy than the first time. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. And since we never see the other guy again, I was like, oh, man, this is going to go real well until the other guy is like, that's not Angel. That's his fucking secretary. Yeah. I do want to mention if this goon had like actually just walked in as a fucking customer because his mistake was basically coming in all fucking unhinged, threatening people with guns. And had he not done that, he would have not brought the wrong fucking person to the boss. Oh, yeah. it's There's like, an entire cascade of bad decisions upon bad decisions by pretty much all parties involved from here on out. But then that's just the start of it. Yeah. So it's a very sitcom <clears throat> episode. It really Damn. is. I, you know, I could have sworn <laughs> Wesley was more prepared for a fight than this. Right. He doesn't carry a gun when he's working. Come on. Right. And because like, we know he's good with a gun. For fuck's sake, there aren't weapons hidden literally fucking everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So plenty to bitch about. We'll get yeah. there. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> Cut back to McGev's cabin. Yes. He starts asking Angel about his car, seemingly just making small talk. Angel seems a bit confused, as he would. You know, he's planning on getting down to business. But then uh, McGev starts making these excellent points and observations. Yeah. He says to him, so this car in a city known for its sunlight, you drive a convertible. Why do you hate yourself? <laughs> I don't. Bullshit you don't hate yourself, Mr. fucking broody pants. Right. Uh, my quote of the day from this scene was him saying, why not get a personalized license plate that says irony? <laughs> right? <laughs> no, like, he fucking just completely tears Angel apart. From the car, to the look, to the fucking hairdo. Just completely dismantles him quick like yeah. it's fantastic and angel is really only surface prepared for these questions oh yeah he's like well what's with all the black layers it's been 80 degrees in the shade oh you know no reflection no body temperature yeah well how about how other people see you and he's like oh oh no oh you're right <laughs> damn it never occurred to me <laughs> i do hate myself <laughs> <laughs> I've only been here for three minutes. You're good. <laughs> Cut back to the hotel. Wesley yeah. is pathetically and unconvincingly <laughs> pretending to not be scared of this yeah. gun. That, that, you know, that, that, that won't that, hurt that me. That won't kill me. Right? Which is why you should definitely stop pointing it at me. <laughs> I really wanted the goon to just fucking shoot him. Just be like, oh, let's test it. <laughs> they can come up with some half-cocked magical way to fix him. It'll be fine. Yeah. I don't even have to take him to the ER. I mean, he tries to act defiant as if he were Angel. Yeah. Or, you know, if Wesley carried a gun. I would like to make a proposal that from this moment on till the, till the, uh, till the game is revealed that we should call him Wangel. <laughs> you know, I, I thought about that. But Wangel is when Angel's banging Wesley. Oh, yeah. Not when... Damn. So Wesley pretending to be Angel is more of a Angesley. <sighs> uh, Wesley. Oh, that's not as... That's Whatever. Wait, we, let's, 
But anyway, I wrote Wangel in the Call rest of Call him Wangel all you want. I'm not stopping you. <laughs> so. Yeah. So basically, the goon threatens Leslie through Cordy, makes him follow him. And why should I follow you? Oh, right. You have the gun. Yes. <laughs> Which yes, you'd you better can... not shoot me with because it won't do a thing. <laughs> you wouldn't want to waste bullets now, would you? It's very expensive, kind of. <laughs> they will be someday, probably. <laughs> I wouldn't know. So he he follows the goon to Bryce Manor, if you will. Uh, Owned where... by Magnus Bryce. Yes. The fucking little bit where Wesley's just following along with the guy and the guy walks in. Wesley just walking right behind him, and then he's like, the goon's like, I invite you in, and Wesley quickly, like, jumps backwards, like, oh god, I couldn't have entered. Oopsie-doo. <laughs> and I say, I almost forgot about that. Wesley <sighs> proceeds to forget about literally every vampire caveat yeah. until he's in the act of fucking it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's, like, the whole episode right there. It really it's gimmicky as shit. So it's fucking sitcom-y. So, sitcom-y out the ass. So as soon as they get in there, right behind, exactly, two mean-looking fuck faces are arguing over some shit in the background. Yep. And one of them is the big boss, the owner of the mansion, Magnus Bryce, uh, who finally, after he gets done arguing with this other guy, Paul Lanier or some shit. Lanier. 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 That's how you pronounce it. his name. Pretty much. So Bryce pulls him into the office and it's all, now I need to hire you and that's how it's going to be, see? And I'm like, wait, you were able to abduct him with hired goons. What the fuck do you need him for? Right. And what the fuck makes you think acting like a mob boss towards independent business owners is going to get you any kind of quality service? Yeah. For fuck's sake. Yeah. So, uh, you know, poke, poke, poke. And uh, plot holes everywhere. Uh, They give Wesley a drink. Of course, it's It's blood. blood. Yeah. And he's like, well, I I don't drink blood in front of humans. Don't insult me. Go ahead. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't insult him? Right. You literally just kidnapped him and need his help to protect your daughter. I couldn't help but think how very differently Angel would have acted in this situation. I really fucking wish. Yeah, he'd have dumped the blood right into the fucking plant as Bryce was watching. And he'd have been like, oh, oh, don't insult you? You mean like this? I mean, yeah. I, gu- I guess I get it. Uh, I get what they're going for. Wes is human and he's scared and he's playing along with this very poor decision that he's made. (laughs) And comedy is derived. The comedic premise is that he can't pretend to be Angel at all because he's not fucking immortal. Right. And uh, but just nobody's motivations for any of this farce make any sense. And it just keeps on going. So he drinks the blood. One of my quotes here. (laughs) He's like, dear God, that's. Nummy. Nummy. <laughs> of all the words, of all the words to describe it. Nummy. nummy. <laughs> it's gold, Jerry. Gold. <laughs> so, exposition time. Bryce's business is actually a wizardry firm using software and electronics as a front. They have rivals. Nice. 
wish-granting firms, consolidated curses, you name it. Someone is threatening his daughter but doesn't know who, and all of his protection warding spells aren't working because someone in the biz knows their way around it all. Yes. He tells Wesley he's going to pay him a lot of money, see, to protect his daughter, see, and that's that, and we're going to both be really happy. And I felt the need to kidnap you to offer you money. Yeah, even though I could have just made an appointment and probably gotten your attention quite quickly with just the money. Like, for fuck's sake. Hey, Angel, my daughter's in trouble. People want to kidnap and murder her. Will you do the thing that you advertise for? Maybe? Well, you see, I don't tend to take kindly to people that haven't bothered to kidnap me. Yeah. (laughs) For fuck's sake. That's how that works. Yeah. That's what's going on in this fucking weirdo's head. So, there's still a place in this world for traditional research. Even a solitary soldier such as myself recognizes that a free exchange of intelligence benefits the common struggle. Also, I brought in your mail and newspaper. Back to McGev's cabin. Yes. Where McGev is like, by the way, you're a big fake phony faker. And Angel's like, no, uh. And he's like, yeah, explain that hair gel. Angel's like, okay, okay, maybe my persona is a little affected. Miguel's like, a little? How do you expect to fight demons, boy, when you're still fighting yourself? I say fighting yourself. (laughs) Tosses him a staff and shit's about to get Rizzle. Rizzle. Uh, Really? Hold on. Oh, that was a typo. Real. Yeah, there you go. A goddamn autocorrect. <laughs> goddamn autocorrect. <laughs> oh, there's a problem. I I had it set to Snoop Dogg mode. Oh, yeah, uh, that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally copied and pizzizzled. <laughs> From the wrong website. (laughs) Okay. Or the right website? (laughs) Okay. If there is not, if there is not, there needs to be a goddamn Chrome extension. (laughs) That will autocorrect to Snoop Dogg speak. That just changes all text to Snoop Dogg. (laughs) If this doesn't exist, it needs to. <laughs> There's a shitty app idea that'll make a million dollars that Snoop Dogg will immediately take. <laughs> did Oh, did I tell you that uh, I have an extension on Chrome that changes two words. The first, it changes within all texts on all websites, all instances of the word God with Keanu. <laughs> 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 and it's amazing that's fantastic and then the other one replaces all instances of the word republicans with republicans (laughs) oh keanu bless america right (laughs) (laughs) but let me tell you all the fucking religious posts i see that used to just fill me with ugh It just makes me laugh now. Not so bad anymore. It's fantastic. That does sound fantastic. Hey, Josh, how do you convert the entire world to Keanuism? 
with one Chrome extension. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't even set it to do that. You just found one that already no, no, no. does. I, it's a it's a word replacer. Oh, you, you can make it replace you anyone. Set it instance. to replace yeah. God with Keanu. Yep. Okay. And it's wonderful. I'm only slightly disappointed. Yeah. That you didn't find it. Just for that sole purpose. I, I wish. Right? That would be amazing. Be like, I think somebody in the Chrome extension library is listening to our podcast. <laughs> right? That would be awesome. <laughs> Back at Bryce Mansion. Yeah. <clears throat> where Wesley meets Virginia and then freaks out over a mirror. He sees himself in this mirror and instead of just, I don't know, not standing in front of it, makes a huge deal about them needing to cover it up. Yeah. And then he makes a shitty excuse... And she sees right through everything. He's like, well, I, you know, needed to make sure that were we to be attacked in this bedroom at this very moment that they didn't know that I was a vampire. Yeah. Yes. And they're like, oh, great. He's already planning on us getting attacked in my bedroom. Uh, also, Virginia says that. Also, what kind of fucking idiot is Magnus here that after Wesley, like, gives his excuse of why they need to cover the mirror, he's like... Yeah, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. He's the kind of idiot that organized this in the first place. Right. I mean, okay, yeah, he the one is also the, the kind of idiot that's just like, hey, I want to hire this guy, so let's kidnap we him. We need to go forcibly <laughs> remove him from his premises at gunpoint. I'm going to forcibly hire you to do a job you do anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> his daughter is the first person around here that makes any fucking sense, and she's yep. like, yeah, he thinks he owns everybody. And I'm like, well, that explains something anyway. So... Well, I, I like how Wesley handles this, though, because uh, she's obviously super doubtful. Yeah. And he he asks to speak to her one-on-one, -on -one, and, you know, Magnus is like, okay, we'll step outside. And he levels with her. He doesn't tell her the truth, mind you. No. But he does level with her. As like, much as he can while still maintaining his own safety to a point. Exactly. And she's like, yeah, okay, let's go fucking shopping! <laughs> And you know what? I buy it because she's like, hey, I have this fucking bodyguard now. I can fucking go out. My dad will let me leave. Yeah. Surprisingly, it was one of the first things that made sense in the episode. Yes. He's going to try and protect her regardless because integrity or some shit. Yes. And also he's, well, he's enough playing. In, in, enough integrity to want to protect her, but not enough integrity to tell her the fucking truth before you sleep with her. We'll fucking get there. <laughs> so I, I, he's going to protect her regardless. Yes. Um, both for his own safety and because he has the integrity to want to protect her. Yes. And which to Virginia translates to, I've got a new shopping buddy. Yes. Which makes sense. So I'll tell you where they went shopping, Rex. <laughs> where they go shopping, Josh? The Plot Hole Emporium. Excellent. Welcome to the Plot Hole Emporium. Are you looking for a completely gimmicky excuse to get your dorky sidekick character to pretend to be the hero character for an entire episode? Well, look no further, friend. Just go ahead and mix some ill-preparedness, poor decision-making with a one-off <laughs> villain who doesn't have a fucking clue how people work. Stir in a binding agent of the real hero having a parallel journey of self-reflection on how others perceive him and top it off with a garnish of sitcom-style contrived misunderstandings and you've got your yourself a recipe for succulent tomfoolery i tell you <laughs> just keep cooking up those plots and we'll keep selling you our holes <laughs> oh my cut back to the hotel 
where Cordelia believes if you pretend to be Angel, you're gonna have a bad time. Well, her fucking logic is sound. It is. Like, you don't pretend to be an immortal undead creature when you're not immortal. I must say, the lady folk in this episode certainly have the best handle on reality. Yes. And logic this yes. episode. And I appreciate that they're doing that. Cordelia rightly thinks, hmm, if he's pretending to be Angel, someone might try to stab him with stuff. Like wooden stakes. Yes. And you know what a wooden stake will do to somebody who's not a vampire? More than a sunburn? Definitely more than a sunburn. I'd laugh really hard if they, like, tied him to a chair and stuck him out in the sun. <laughs> he was like, ah, this is marginally uncomfortable. It's, it's rather humid, in fact. You know, I think that's the only way he could pretend to be a vampire. He is quite white and pasty. Oh, I mean, he'll I'm, burn to a crisp. I'm so pale. I don't suppose you have any... 30 or 40 SPF. I do find it really funny. Could you rub that on my nose, please? Nobody at all has asked why the vampire has to wear glasses. <laughs> you know, he's a vampire. He shouldn't need corrective vision, should he? Shouldn't he be able to see just, just fine? I don't know if we've answered the question of whether or not all of your ailments get fixed when you become a vampire or if things like vision would get locked in place. Cause let's say uh, if you've got a pot belly and man tits and you yeah. get made a vampire, you don't automatically get six pack abs and pecs. That's true. So if your eyes are slightly elongated when you get turned into a vampire, wouldn't they stay slightly elongated? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. You, yeah. I make a good point. You do. <laughs> if I do say so myself. And you often do. And I did. <laughs> so Cordelia and Gunn make a plan to go save Wangel. Yes. And Cordelia is going to have to track down the guys that took Wesley while Gunn tracks down Angel at the Swami's cabin. And what the fuck? Gunn's like, it'll take me a while to find this place. You have the fucking address. I think what, you know, I, that's what I heard the first time as well. But I watched this like five or six times, uh, mostly because I was confused. I was like, how the shit did Cordelia just pull up that guy that she was looking for with one fucking click? But I think what he said was, well, you'd better get started because it's going to take you a while. What's the transcript say about I'm the checking line? right now. Transcript says, I better get started. It's going to take me a long time to find this place. Yeah, because he says place. I remember him saying place, though. Yeah, it's, no, you're right. Like, he must be saying it's going to take him a while to find this place. Did Angel just be like, hey, guys, I'm going to go see this Swami. I have the address, but I'm not fucking giving it to you. You will never find me again. Yeah. Like, what? I mean, all he has to do is go it's talk. It's another plot hole. God damn it. All he has to do is episode. go talk to Lorne and get the yeah. fucking address from him. But then I was like, wait, did she just pull up the fucking thug with one fucking key press on the goddamn computer? She didn't. But the dude kind of looks like him. Right. Yeah. No, I realized later all she did was pull up the database so that she can start sifting through mugshots. Do you think maybe all the mugshots they, they see here are all the like B-list actors that play random thugs? Probably. Wouldn't that be kind of brilliant? Yeah, every time you play a thug on the episode, they also they do a mugshot yeah. for future props. Yeah. That's perfect. I think that would be fucking great. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that at all. A person needs certain designer 
eat my friend's brains. Hey, you're a vampire. That's, that, I mean, that's pretty much the scene, and then we're on to shopping. Shopping, 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 shopping. Shoot, 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 And <laughs> What the fuck kind of place are they shopping in? It's a store, but it's also more like an art gallery. It's a hoity, booze. It's a hoity-toity wizard supplies museum shop thingy. Yeah. He says that as soon as the scene starts. He's like, ah, wizard supplies, I see. Ah, I missed that. And she's shopping for a gift for her father. Uh, this scene basically amounts to she thinks that her dad is more in love with magic than he loves her. And she's not wrong. <laughs> not even a little bit. Yeah. Wesley <laughs> tries to give him the benefit of the doubt. And while he's talking, he puts his hand on top of a helmet <laughs> sitting on the counter that happens to have a crucifix as a decorative topper. And he's like, well, your father obviously loves you, too. He's going to some trouble to protect you. She's like, yeah, his car is insured, too. <laughs> I'm like, I get what you're saying, but, I mean, literally most people have car insurance who own uh, a car. You also legally have to have He's car insurance. <laughs> also really rich. Yeah. There's no reason for him not to have car insurance. Anyway, she's like, oh my god, doesn't that hurt? And he's like, oh yes, hot, hot, ha, 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 Quickly shoves his hand in some ice in a bucket where there was champagne, which yeah. they very cleverly established at the very beginning of the scene yeah. was there so as not to seem completely contrived when there happens to be a bucket of ice sitting by. Yes. Which is actually good writing. Yes. Um, and good cinematography. Yes. Two guys show up to grab Virginia. At first, I was like, God damn it, Wesley, you talk too much. But then he fucking manages to just intimidate the fuck out of these two guys. By the skin of his dick. It was impressive. I mean, it was also, like, nowhere near as good. It was barely good enough to do it. And it was so under the game of what Angel would have actually been able to pull off. It also rested solely on the concept that they had heard of him and were pre-scared of him. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're Angel? Oh, we better stop what we're doing because he's going to hoard us. Oh, no. Because she's like, no, Angel, help. And they're like, oh, you're Angel. Shit. I guess we'd better stop. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and tell your <laughs> boss to stop, too. And then... I didn't get this moment. He suddenly looks like he has a headache. He puts his yeah. hand up to his head. And then he looks up and he's like, tell your boss to forget about the girl. And they're like, ah! Yeah, well, they they like flinch when he moves his hand. But I'm not sure what kind of fucking motion he was like trying to pull off. Yeah, I didn't get it at all. Like, that is not a thing Angel ever does. The problem I have is that there's no real sense I get from these scenes of Wesley trying to actually impersonate Angel. Like, he's trying to impersonate this idea of a badass, but he's not trying to impersonate Angel. And it seems to me that it would be much smarter to be trying to impersonate Angel because Angel is a badass, therefore a better representation of what a badass is than what Wesley... Yeah, but I think there's more humor to be derived from Wesley being Wesley... I know. ...in Angel's shoes. So I get what you're saying, and I would like to see that version as well, but this is what we got. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, these guys fuck off. Wes is all like, well, little lady, I guess we'd better go because it's not safe, and I'm a big broody redemption demon that scares people. You're welcome. <laughs> 
And cut back over to Bridge Over a Pond. Yes, where uh, there's some goddamn quintessential martial arts movie shit happening here, buddy. A little bit. Fighting with sticks on a wooden bridge as they're having a deep philosophical conversation. Mm, Doesn't get better than fighting with wooden sticks. No. Ah, hell no. Um, McGev and Angel do the river dance. It's quite majestic. (laughs) Oh, also McGev brings it out of Angel that he's holding back because he's afraid of his inner demons or just, you know, singular demon, which is him and not a separate entity at all or something. They continue to river dance over a pond. Yes. Which I find unacceptable. It's a pond dance. Not a river dance. Uh, yeah, fair. Mm. I mean, it's also not a dance. They're fighting. It's a pond fight. Fuck, fuck, fuck. But they're not fucking. They're they're fighting. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> oh, Christ. Well, the ending line in this is uh, Angel saying that he doesn't let the demon control him. And McGav is like, you don't think it controls you? And then walks off. And, you know, valid fucking point there, buddy. He makes lots of really good points. Yeah. I'm really liking this guy up to this point, you know? And then we cut to inside the cabin where he's talking on his duck phone. His duck phone. (laughs) Fucking love these. (laughs) And he's spilling his beans that he is, in fact, a hired goon. Yes. Who murdered the real Tish McGev and is just a big, fat, phony faker. Yeah. And uh, Angel's not a big fat phony. He's a big fat phony. And he's worried that Angel's going to sniff out the body of the real McGev. Because he can smell blood and stuff. Um, Oh, also he's talking to uh, Lanier. 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 He's talking to Lanier, who now knows that Wesley is not the real Angel. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Who the fuck did they hire? Like this dude who's like, oh, I get to go. I have to go impersonate a swami. But you know what? I'm going to do an exceptionally good fucking job at it. Yeah. (laughs) I think they would have just wanted him to kill Angel. Yeah. And just and not actually try and fucking uh, counsel him for an entire weekend. And he's like, I'm an, an impersonator. And. Also a fucking counselor. (laughs) (laughs) A really good one, in fact. Cut back to Angel Investigations. Yes. Where where Cordelia is sifting through mugshots and then accidentally finds the guy instead in a celebrity magazine. Yep. In a picture with Bryce in Virginia. You know, because they're rich. Yeah, and therefore famous. Also, bad photographer, because if you're taking pictures of rich people, you wouldn't want to get their bodyguards in the picture. Yeah, probably not, especially with his mean-ass mug. Yeah. And then they, you know, didn't even crop it before they put it in the magazine. It's like, damn, that dude looks like a very muscular, not funny Seinfeld. He does. Man, there's just this one shot in a couple of scenes, though, where I could have sworn to God that it was Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) There really were a few moments. (laughs) The straight-on shot of his face, the teeth, the nose, the eyes, everything. Yeah, it is. It no, it is actually kind of uncanny how much he looks like Seinfeld. Yeah, not so much now, like young Seinfeld when he was actually when he was actually doing the show. Well, I mean, he's aged pretty well because he's got Seinfeld money. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, it's really hard to age poorly when you're that fucking rich, right? <laughs> So Cordelia, yeah, Cordelia tracks the guy down 
and uh, cut back to the mansion where Virginia laments having to live her life under lock and key because of yep. her dad. Yep, she's basically a prisoner, and oh, now there are guards. There are bedroom guards, but they're not bedroom guards. They're actually assassins. Yeah, it was like, wait, she's getting attacked by her own fucking guards? But no, she thought it was abnormal that she had fucking bedroom guards now. Turns out it was actually assassins. Yeah. And, uh... Wesley kicks their ass. Yeah. And he's surprised that he kicked their ass. Like, god damn it. How many times, Wesley, do you have to pull off being a badass before you actually realize that you know how to fucking handle yourself? Yeah, that was a horrible inconsistency in the entire episode, frankly. Oh, it really was. They went out of their way when they introduced Wesley to show us how well he can handle himself now. Yeah. And ever since Gunn came into the scene... They knocked him back oh, down a peg. Oh, I didn't even fucking equate it to when Gunn came in, and you're com- you're yep. totally fucking right. And then he's just been the comedic relief twit yeah. ever since. Because oh. they, they handed over the badass sidekick role to Gunn. Yeah, you're, you're fucking right. Mm-hmm. Damn. But Wesley manages to fend them off with a couple of knuckle sandwiches, even as one of them tries to cast a spell on him with some shitty pyrotechnics. And Virginia's all impressed by his violence and notices he didn't vamp out. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's because I'm... Cut to McGev's bridge. As Angel finishes his sentence across space-time, not a vampire at all. And except he's talking about Darla. Darla? 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 Darla! Darla! That's correct. (laughs) And uh, so now they're fishing, and fake McGev discerns that Angel is deeply ambivalent about Darla. (laughs) And uh, that Angel wants to punish Darla and blame her, but also is still in love with her and wants to thank her. And he's like, for what? And nobody really answered that question, but I presume for siring him and making him a vampire. Like, okay, I kind of actually agree with this point we're like okay yes you are damned essentially but like you're also immortal so like okay yeah the road to get where angel is was fucking awful but but like one might say rocky (laughs) (laughs) um and rocky too no and half the one with mr t in it his path to get where he is was all Rocky Four and Bullwinkle. <laughs> okay, we're pulling too much, too much together. Anyway, the point is, this is, like, is Bullwinkle. Like, it kind of there's kind of a good point of like, yeah, like it's hell to get to where you are, but god damn, Angel, you're kind of in a really good fucking place right now. He's doing all right. He's got you his have, own TV show. You have good people around you. You live in essentially a goddamn giant mansion because that's what a fucking hotel is when you aren't running it as a hotel. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're doing something that you feel is right. You're saving people. You're doing good work. You're fucking immortal and can't die without some very specific circumstances. You have an epic redemption arc. Yeah. Mm. Like kind of maybe need to be just a touch a little bit thankful to Darla for giving you that. Otherwise, you'd have died hundreds of years ago probably getting running, run over by a horse because you were drunk in the street. Oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so McGev's big advice here, like up until this point, 
up until this point, I was like, man, this dude's really, really giving great advice. And then uh, his big advice, he's like, right. So here's what you do. You go out, you find yourself some blonde thing. You better, you love her, you treat her like crap. You break her heart. You and your inner demon will thank me. I promise. The thing is, he's already done that. Yeah, (laughs) he has. He went out. He found a blonde thing. Buffy. Mm -hmm. And he loved her. He betted her and he broke her heart. He broke her heart and treated her like crap. Damn. And guess what? Guess what, Mr. Swami? It didn't fucking help. His inner demon is not thanking anyone. No. His inner demon is tormented. His inner demon was quite thankful. And Jealous had a great time with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was quite thankful that he betted Buffy. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't necessarily make him get over Darla, though. Nope. I was hoping for some demon fighting tonight, but I wound up with a delivery job instead. If I come back here on the end of a spatula, I'm expecting some serious workman's comp. I'm just messing with y'all. Back in Virginia's bedroom... Wesley comforts Virginia as she laments some more that she can't give up her rich prison to go to work in a tire shop and be a 24-year-old runaway. Oh, sweet, sweet naivete. Also, she looks older than 24 to me. Is it just her level of maturity? I want to say... I mean... I mean, she's still gorgeous. I'm not saying she looks old by any means, but just strikes me as older than 24. Yeah... But then again, some people are just like that. I mean... I meet people younger than me all the time that feel older than me, you know? Yeah. Fuck, dude. Uh, Alexis Denisoff, he's fucking 34 at this time when they shot this. Okay, yeah. He doesn't fucking look 34 to me. I mean, I think he kind of does. To me, he kind of seems like he's older than me, but I'm... I'm older than him at this. Oh, current, you think he's like, older than 34? Yeah, like I this. would. Okay, I'll, I'll like, buy that. Yeah, yeah, I would guess him like 38. My actual like closer to our age, you right? Know, or a little older. Yeah, than I our agree. Age, you know, but he's during this fucking episode when they shot it, he's 34. Or other case in point, wasn't Bruce Willis only fucking 32 when he filmed the first Die Hard? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and Bill Murray was. 36. 36. 36. Our age right now when he filmed Groundhog Day. I'm 37 now, Josh. Yeah. (laughs) Was it Groundhog Day or Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. Okay. Ghostbusters. Oh, you know what? That makes a lot more sense. Because I was going to say, man, he was definitely in his 40s when he did Groundhog Day. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Who knows? Guessing Guessing an actor's age... Damn near fucking impossible. They have too much money. Especially when you grew up watching them. Yeah. That really skews your perception of age. Anyway. Yeah. So Virginia is talking about like, oh, she wants to run away, live a normal life, but she can't. And honestly, her dad is an asshole for putting this goddamn burden on her because basically she talks about how if she runs off, she's going to get kidnapped and then whoever kidnaps her is going to use her as a tool to fuck over her father. And like it would be her fault if he got killed because of her being kidnapped. And that's like really fucking bad parenting. As Wesley points out, he says (laughs) that's a lot to put on a child. 
And uh, she really relates to that. And she shows it by kissing him. Yes. And it's actually pretty fucking steamy. I, yeah. I gotta admit. But she stops herself because she knows about Angel's curse. And it sounds like Wesley's got a curse of his own here. He's like, uh, well, about that. You know, this whole curse thing has been wildly misinterpreted. Ah, but first, back to McGev's bridge, where fake McGev says, curse. Oh, yeah. What, like a sex curse? Angel's oh, like, no, 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 it's not a sex thing. I mean, no. Back to Virginia's room, where Wesley explains... Perfect happiness. Yes. Hap penis. <laughs> hap, 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 hap penis. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Hey. So <laughs> it's almost as if Wesley has his penis on his mind <laughs> and what he wants to do with it. <laughs> she continues kissing him. He's like, oh, no, I can't. It's wrong. No, damn you, foul temptress. It's wrong. <laughs> Wrong! I... Me... Wrong! Me... Wrong! Me... Wrong! My <laughs> brain's out! You know this whole curse thing. What is a curse, anyway? It's a bunch of bullshit, if you it's ask me. It's more of a hex. <laughs> I don't say. It's more of a... A guideline, if you will. Are you sure? Well, I... There's some things I need to tell you. <laughs> And his voice is suddenly completely drowned out by the sounds of macaroni. <laughs> All the neighbors start doing the macaroni dance, and they join in. Sing the macaroni dance, everybody. Oh, is that who lives next door to me? That <laughs> makes so much sense. Macaroni, macaroni. <laughs> macaroni, macaroni. Macaroni, macaroni. Oh, macaroni. Macaroni, macaroni. I will say, because you mentioned that their kiss was pretty steamy, uh, these two have... Pretty good fucking chemistry. Oh, quite good. Yeah. It, like, it plays really well. Like, it... I was not surprised. I saw it coming. The interactions that they did and everything. Like, it... Yeah. They really seemed quite into each other. Yes. Cut back to morning time at McGev's murder home. Yes, where Gun arrives, finally. Fucking took you forever. And he does not appreciate McGev's shitty, campy dad humor. No. No, he does not. Great. We got ourselves a funny Zen master. Pow! Biff! Zappo! And I was thinking more. Bonk! <laughs> Boink! <laughs> no, not boink. That's what's happening over at Virginia's room. Hell! <laughs> Bonk. Bonk is... The Zen Master is not boinking gun. Boink. <laughs> he taps that, though. Huh? His head. He tapped his head, not his ass. Yeah, he did. Oh, God. <laughs> can't take you anywhere. No, you can't. <laughs> God damn it. You always got to take it to the sexy place. God damn right. <laughs> so, gun is out cold. He's been cold cocked, if you will. <laughs> You've affected me now. <laughs> Angel, wholly unconcerned for Gunn's concussion and probable brain damage, yes. calls McGev out on his bullshit, who yep. decides to play a nice little game of nya, 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 to which Angel oh. replies, give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Give a man a fishing pole and he will fuck up your face from a distance like you deserve, <laughs> you pansy bitch! This is the part when I was taking notes where I'm like, oh, God! Because, <laughs> like, I just felt it, man. 
That yeah. fish hook? Oh. That fish hook oh. in the face. God. It makes me feel sorry Ooh. for every fish that's ever been caught, you know? Yeah. Oof. <laughs> As he reels him in, McGavin's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? Fucking what is up he, your shit, What do you man? mean? What is he doing? <laughs> he's beating you. That's what he's doing. <laughs> but Angel's line is getting in touch with my inner demon. Hey-ho! That's the quote hey, of the day. Yeah, right there. Man, this dude's this dude's therapy really fucking worked it's out for Angel. Really good. <laughs> I'm with Wolfram and Hart. Everybody should have a lawyer like this. Mr. Winters shall never be convicted of any crime, ever. Should you continue to harass our client, we'll be forced to bring him in the light of day. I want that stricken from the record. Place I'm told that's not all that healthy for you. Uh, back to the manor the next day. Yeah, so Wesley got laid, and uh, but you know he might need to sneak out, right, and not be murdered. Yeah, by that's her always father. Fun. That's always fun. No matter how sleep deprived and squinchy you are, squinchy, squinchy. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you don't shower off right away, yeah, I, 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 no, no, I get what you mean. <laughs> I just damn, that's too much. Too uh, too vivid, little, little too, too accurate. Vivid. Yes, too much real talk for you, Rex. Yes, indeed. <laughs> anyway, he's got to sneak out. Then all of a sudden, Cordy shows up, mm-hmm. and the guards just let her the fuck in. I guess you know because that's a thing. Like, oh, you work with Angel. We'll trust you at your word. Yeah, which is explained only moments later. Bryce and his goons stop by to expose Wesley in front of Virginia. Yep. Because apparently he enjoys traumatizing his daughter in order to shame imposters that he didn't vet well enough in the first place and hired under fucked up circumstances. Yep. Some people. So they drag him towards a window. (laughs) And uh, this is the first time where Wesley actually thinks ahead of time. And it's like, oh, no, you can't take me into the sunlight for I am the night. And sunlight is my bane of existing. And it won't be pretty. Just you watch. (laughs) Oh, bother. I do want to give Wesley a little bit of props that he tried. He did. But it's really hard to fake bursting into flames. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless you unless you have a lot of time to prepare, but uh... <laughs> the problem is I can only do it once. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and Virginia is fucking pissed, rightfully so, fucking pissed. Uh-huh. Like he had ample amounts of time to be like, "Hey, I'm not actually a vampire," and yet as they established. Before they fucked, he tried to tell her. And she kind of maybe should have picked up on it a little bit when she started kissing because, you know, he had body temperature. Oh, right. Like, well, we only just found out this episode, according to Angel's explanation, that he doesn't have body temperature. I mean, like, Like, well, he has to have a temperature. Well, yeah, he's but he's fucking ambient temperature for fuck's sake right it would be more similar to how reptiles yeah have body temperature it's whatever the air temperature is yeah or you know depending on how much direct sunlight they're getting like Which, you know he can't get any direct a snake sunlight. angel can't get direct <laughs> sunlight anyway yeah uh 
they get kicked out, Cordy and Wesley. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Magnus does not kill them. Like, hey, you've been lying to me. You're imposters. And buff Jerry Seinfeld calls him out on it. Yeah, as he should. Why didn't you kill him, boss? (laughs) He's like, shut up, Jerry. (laughs) He, I do what I want. He yells at buff Jerry Seinfeld about, like, not bringing the right guy, as he should. Mm -hmm. And then he starts talking about some sacrifice that he has to do. Well, for fuck's sake, of course he's got an evil overlord plan. Yep. How cliche. Well, also, like, his fucking name is Magnus. (laughs) Like, come on. Not to mention his daughter's name is a big old pun on the whole episode as well. Yeah, we'll get there. I know. (laughs) So, uh, I was like, wait, who's he gonna sacrifice? Guess we'll find out. (laughs) Yeah. Cut to Angel Investigations Lobby. Where, hey, hey, the gang's all here. Angel and Gunn walk in, and Cordelia's like, oh no, the swami hit him? Swamis don't hit, they swam. Angel's like, no, fake swami. Someone killed him. The real one tried to get to me. Wesley's like, oh, it must be Lanya. I'm sorry. Oh, it must be Lanya. He tried to keep Virginia unprotected. Then he got tipped off that I wasn't the real angel by your fake swami and hoped Bryce would get me out of the way. And Angel's like, what? Hold on. This is one of my quotes of the day. Uh, the interaction between Angel and Wesley here, because Angel says, what's going on? Were you in Virginia? That's beside the point. <laughs> Dude, you didn't think I'd miss that one. No. No, no. <laughs> uh, I, like, I'm a 12-year-old. This was one of those moments where I had to pause it and just fucking laugh and laugh. That was a good one. Uh, it was definitely the funniest joke of the whole episode. It was, in fact. <laughs> so Angel is mostly beside himself that Wesley is wearing his coat and giving yeah. orders. <laughs> Wesley mentions that Virginia is probably in danger at her dad's party where there will be tributes to the goddess Yeska. And Angel points out that Yeska is no goddess. She's a Davrick demon. And Correct. Davrick demons are bad, okay? <laughs> exactly. They don't serve humans. Unless they were to, oh, I don't know, sacrifice a young girl on someone's 50th birthday. (gasps) Wait a second. no. It's Bryce's 50th birthday party, and he's a massive wizard. Goodness. You're a blizzard, Harry. (laughs) 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 And so they fuck off to save Virginia. Yeah, I, I do like the fact that Wesley's like, you there, do this, you there, do this, you there, do this, I'm going to do this. And Angel's like, uh, excuse me, I take, I give the orders here. Hey, <laughs> stop it. That's my coat. <laughs> no, that's almost exactly what he does. <laughs> well, he's like, I give the orders here and uh, those are good orders. We'll do those. <laughs> he does swap the orders. He, he inverts them anyway. He's like, yes. I'll take the back. You take the front. Which cut to the mansion where they promptly don't do any of that at all anyway. No, they just all walk in the front fucking door. Uh, slightly before that, Bryce is about to sacrifice Virginia as planned at his party. And uh, yeah, apparently their plans to stealthily and methodically storm the castle are just thrown to the wind haphazardly because they all just step into the ballroom at once. Yep. Wesley steals Angel's line. (laughs) 
I, I forget what he said. He says, release her or die. And Angel's like, don't I say that? Hey, <laughs> that's my line. And they fight. The big fight. People punch. Everybody's kung fu fighting. Yeah. Everybody's punching everybody. Um, I, I do like, point. I want to point out that uh, Cordy grabs a champagne bottle to beat people with. And let me tell you, that is a good choice weapon. Oh, absolutely. Like, you could fucking pummel someone to death with a champagne bottle. They don't break as easily as they... Oh, God, as, no. As they're portrayed with those fucking sugar bottles. No, no, Hells no, no. to the no. And this one does not break. I was actually very... I'm always happy anytime in any movie they have a bottle that doesn't break because you fucking hit someone with a goddamn bottle, chances are it's not going to break. Yeah, those things are way harder than somebody's head. May- hit a bar with it, it might break. Yeah. Also, anytime that somebody gets hit with a chair and the chair doesn't break, because if you hit someone with a chair, the chair doesn't break, the chair breaks you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Magnus continues the ritual during the fight. And then guess who shows up? Yeska. Yeska. Damn, haven't seen you in a while. Goodness, how you been? You never call, you never write. But she uh, she checks out Virginia and she's like, she's not a virgin. <laughs> Yeska. More like Noska. <laughs> and she nopes right out of there. She's like, you know what? You invited me under false pretenses. <laughs> Fuck you. I was told there would be virgins. <laughs> and you gave me a girl named Virginia, whose Virginia was not a Virginia. <laughs> Very upset about this. <laughs> And then my favorite fucking part is Magnus is like, wait, what? You're not a virgin? Looks at Wesley. You? But like. And Wesley's like, they can tell that. (laughs) (laughs) And then apparently he's like, well, that's why I hired Angel because you're a eunuch. And it's like, wait, but you knew he was not Angel. (laughs) What the fuck? Like, uh. and then Virginia's like, "Uh, Bryce didn't know that he was not Angel. Not originally. Well, no, not originally, but like at this point he does. And he's like, I hired you because you're oh, not yeah. a eunuch. And he's That's like, a good point. But like, you knew he he's he's not Angel. Yeah. Fucking full of holes. So and completely then, like, full of holes. At least three or four times during this scene, just in the background, you hear Angel being like, I'm not a eunuch. Not a eunuch, <laughs> guys. Jeez. I can prove it. <laughs> Swing. But, but so my favorite part, though, is that Virginia's like, uh. I'm not a virgin. I've been fucking a lot. Like, yeah, my name's not just ironic, daddy. It means vagina because I have one and I know how to use it. But apparently she's specifically been fucking the help left and right. <laughs> the help. Keanu. <laughs> Bryce is like, how dare you defy me? And she's like, oh, sure. Or what? You'll try to murder me? Oh, wait, you already did. Okay, thanks, yeah. bye, fucker. Angel's like... Fucking clocks him, and it was so satisfying. I'm not a eunuch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a eunuch. You guys. Hey. <laughs> the last half of the episode just going, hey. He really has. Ow. He spent most of the episode doing that because like half his response is to the Swami. This whole episode, the Angel's just like, you guys have been mean to me. Why is everyone so mean? Stop it. <laughs> 
Cut back to Angel Investigations for a little bit of wrap up. Yeah, where there's like you know Wesley maybe should have done. Uh, I mean, I guess he probably did. We don't hear anything. But here's the thing: there's no babies. Like if he tried to, she'd be like, "But aren't you undead? You can't get me pregnant." Uh, well, you know, you don't want any of that undead semen swimming around in there. <laughs> you don't want any half-dead babies. <laughs> Little semen vampires. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they have teeth. And they're like, I'm a snake. Oh, God damn it. I'm a vampire snake. <laughs> <Fucking> snake shit. <laughs> anyway. I'm actually sperm. Anyway, wrap-up scene. <laughs> wrap-up scene. Cordy is super jealous because Wesley's in a fucking celebrity magazine as uh, the bodyguard to the stars. Yeah, cha 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 cha. That's how you said that. The Guess. bodyguard to the stars. Cha 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 cha. But in the closing line, Angel's like, "There's no Wyndham Price agency." <laughs> so his fucking final line is. Hey! <laughs> Fucking Wesley getting attention. Fucking asshole. And he's British. Don't even get me started on British he is. He's not me. Look how British he is. He can't possibly be me. Why would anybody. Hey! This whole episode. <laughs> Gerarg. Gerarg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Strength. Give, 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 give me more! Nights, I shall give, walk give, in here. Hold on. You've got something here, huh? So how'd you feel about this episode? <laughs> I mean, it, uh, it had its moments. I found it greatly entertaining. It, it was greatly entertaining and just riddled with plot holes. Oh, God. They stopped trying. <laughs> they really did. At square one. They were like, guys, the fucking stop gate. trying to explain things and start trying to make this shit funny. <laughs> All right? And, you know, honestly, the last few episodes really haven't had that much humor. Yeah, and they, they I needed think something kind lighter. Of oversteering a little bit, but <laughs> right? like, but no, it like, it was a greatly entertaining episode. I don't necessarily want to say it was a good episode. It was fun, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and having Art Lafleur mm. in in the episode that just that tickled me fucking pink, man. I he, he's such a good actor. He plays. The character that he plays here is just him. Like, that's the character he plays. Yeah. If that's what you want, that's who you fucking cast. Mm -hmm. And it's so, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. I love it. I'm, I'm glad you got to appreciate that because I was just like, hmm, he seems vaguely familiar. Moving along. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it, was, it was an all right episode that was greatly entertaining. I really don't have much to say about it. No, there's really not much to say about it. I think I, I had all the fun with it that I'm going to have. <laughs> Fluffy episodes have their place. Yeah, yeah. It, At least it was... Okay, I will say, this was a good Fluffy episode. Yeah. This is what it, the Fluffy episodes ought to be. 
after the whiplash and the dragging out of the Darla thing with Angel being just so bedraggled, I felt as tired and bedraggled as Angel did by the end of those three episodes of Darla fucking with his sleep. I was like, oh my God, God. end it. Yeah. And this, they may be oversteering, but that is a welcome oversteering. Yeah. At least it was an oversteer that was still entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. What's your quote of the day, Rex? I honestly... Honestly, I I have to give it to Wesley after he drinks the blood. Dear God, that's nummy. (laughs) It just was so fucking out of the blue to me. And like not remotely what I fucking expected to come out of his mouth. Right. Well, in that case, (laughs) I, you know, I couldn't believe they went with nummy. (laughs) That was classic Wesley. Definitely. So my quote of the day, I'm going to have to go with another Wesley line. This is just a great Wesley episode. Oh, it really is. Um, Can't be ashamed of it. Angel says, what's going on? (laughs) Were you in Virginia? That's besides the point. Because that's like a triple entendre. It is. And it's fantastic. And Virginia sounds like vagina. Sounds like vagina. Yeah. And also he was... He was in her. <laughs> he was sexually in Virginia. He was in her. Character. Out of her, then in her, Not then the, out of her. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's that's tech. That's very tactful. <laughs> what? You can make the crude jokes, but I can't? That's correct. <laughs> Fuck you. Welcome to highly inappropriate humor. <laughs> and it's mine. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I'm keeping it for myself. Honestly, that was almost my pick. Those were the two... I thought it was going to be, honestly. Yeah, those those were definitely the two best lines mm-hmm. and the two funniest fucking moments, I thought. There it is. Well, that's it. This has been another episode of Ale with Angel. Yes. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at Beer with Buffy. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, as Beer with Buffy. If you want to support us by buying some of our shit, you can head on over to www.beerwithbuffy.com slash shop if you want to get ultra specific with your URL. Otherwise, just go to beerwithbuffy.com and we have all kinds of links and it'll take you to all these places that I'm about to say. The next one being patreon.com slash beerwithbuffy where you can give us your money if you would like to help support us, keep the lights on, buy us a beer, or better yet, you can go home to your parents and tell them that you are now an official executive doodle-doo. <laughs> That's right. And you know what? They will be fucking proud of you. Fucking A right. Beer with Buffy <laughs> is the kind of podcast you can bring home to your parents. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh my God, can you come to every Christmas? <laughs> Ooh, no, like, I don't think that's a good thing, Josh. We're not going to do that. We're not going to be there at those Christmases. No. But you can still pitch it to your parents (laughs) and send us a voicemail about how that conversation went. Yes. Or an email. Because you can email us at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com and you can send that voicemail to 269-743-0783. You can also text that number. If you're a squirmy type with all kinds of social anxiety, go ahead and just text us. We like that too. We'll respond. Yes. Unless you don't want us to. In which case, we, we have no way of knowing that unless you tell us. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> this outro has gotten out of control. <laughs>
Big ol' thanks, as always, to JJ Treadway for all of our opening and the transitional music. This has been Ale with Angel. I am Josh. And I'm Rex. Have a good night. Keanu Speed, Rex. Reeves be with you. done why are we watching this <laughs>